Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves. And of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy. And this is going to be like every other episode, every other podcast episode that you're listening to this week, all about the new year, but mostly how fucking elated I am that the holidays are over. I'll get into that. I'll explain myself because I do love the holidays and I love seeing my family and friends, but my God, I did not quite think it was possible, but this friendly neighborhood extrovert has reached her limit. And I am so ready to just have a boring, quiet, routine life. After these last couple of weeks, I, was, I did not have any alone time from December 23rd through January 3rd. And that's a lot for anyone. That's a lot for anyone. So we'll get into that. I'm going to tell you all about my holidays, all about the fun things that I did, um, some really great stories. Uh, I've got to talk about the biggest accomplishment for 2021, perhaps the whole decade in, the, in reverse in the past, the past decade is what I'm trying to say. And that I went skiing. I skied down a hill. I'm not going to say it was a mountain. It was a hill. It was a green hill. I had, I'm going to tell you all about it, but I did that. And that to me is very impressive for myself because I have repeatedly said on this podcast time and time again that I will never ski. I believed I've passed the mark for learning. You need to learn when you're a child because you're fearless and you're close to the ground and no one's going to look at you when you're going up the magic carpet and you can't get on the lift and you fall off the lift and no one's thinking about those things because you're a kid and that's when you learn. As adults, things get really fucking hairy. So I'll talk all about that. Um, and then, yeah, we'll talk about like New Year's resolution shit. I don't, I don't, I don't have any resolutions, but I do have some focus areas that I want to talk about. Um, yeah, and just do like a regular old catch up. But it, feel, it does feel like this week, as I'm listening to all my podcasts, all my political podcasts, all my comedy podcasts, everyone is talking about the new year. And I guess it's like what we do. We talk about the new year because it, well, because we have made it significant. Um, and I mean, it definitely is. I feel like the holidays, just like the culmination of everything, you are just so ready for a new beginning. At least I am so ready for a new beginning. It felt like, so, so I, I stopped work 
on December 17th. Friday was my last day of work. And today, Tuesday, January 4th, um, it is when I went back. So I had a really long break. And I pretty much completely disconnected. I had to jump on one call um, the week before Christmas. It, it was nothing crazy, nothing serious. Everyone pretty much left me alone. Thankfully, you know, the recruiting business, hiring people, that really slows down because candidates are not looking for jobs and interviewing during the holidays. And hiring managers and business leaders who are looking to fill those positions have taken off work. So they're not trying to like interview and make hiring decisions right now. So it gets pretty quiet, thankfully. So that was nice. I, I, I definitely needed the break. And I was ready to go back today. I really was. Like yesterday, Monday, that was a fucking godsend of a day to just be back and not have to like jump right back into work. I could like organize myself. I could just take some time to fucking process what just happened the last two weeks of my life because I literally have had zero internal reflection time. And, you know, I, I, I checked my email at night just to make sure I went what I was walking into, what was going on. And I fucking, I, I had to stop and think twice about what my work uh, password was to get onto my laptop. So that was a phenomenal feeling. Um, it was all good. No, nothing, nothing crazy. So that was really enjoyable. I'm happy I had that time because I do feel refreshed in a sense, like in a work sense that I've like had that time off. I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to get into it again for the new year. I've got some changes coming with work. Hopefully in the next couple of months, it'll be really, really great for me. I'm fucking like crossing on my fingers and crossing on my toes because I've been down this path so many times where I'm like, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And then it doesn't get better. But this time I may just be naive enough to believe it. No, I am. It's going to get better. So that was great. So, so it really felt, and I should say it felt like only because of yesterday where I had time to work out. I had time to go on a walk by myself. I had time to just like be in my space alone, which I have not had. And I was really just able to reflect back and it felt like I just replaced one type of stress. I just replaced like work stress with the stress of the holidays because I stopped working. Um, I had a Christmas party. So like that, that there was like a lot of like planning grocery shopping, list, list after fucking list. Do we have enough drinks? Do we have enough food? What do I need to make? What do we need to order? So that was like the very first big task. It was great. Chrissy Miss, every year I host a Christmas party. I've done this for the last like over 10 years. Um, and Christmas was a hit. It was so much fun. It was probably like my, the, one of my most fun favorite Chrissy Misses ever. So it was great. But that was the first thing. Then I had like, three days to prepare for my brother and his girlfriend to get into town from Charlotte. They were staying at my house. They were arriving on the 23rd. So I had to have everything done by then. I was prepping for, you know, Christmas Eve. We were going to spend, um, spend out, but I had to like, you know, get stuff to, to bring to the house and I had to get stuff to make. And then Christmas my mom and her gentleman friend 
and my sister and her boyfriend were coming in. I got them an Airbnb just like a couple blocks away from me because I just have a two bedroom, two bath condo. I mean, it's really big, but like it cannot house that many people for, you know, overnight and like bath. It's just, it's just sleeping arrangements, whatever. So they're staying at an Airbnb, which is wonderful, except that they also are bringing their two animals. Like my sister was bringing her dog and my mom was bringing her dog. However, I did not know about this arrangement until after I booked the non-refundable Airbnb that is not pet friendly. So no worries, all good. I understand we have to have our fur family around us. Uh, My mom and my sister are like very, very uh, big animal lovers and um, sympathizers. And I... It's not, I I really like hate this stigma around people who don't love and adore dogs. Then people that do love and adore dogs look at you and they're like, you hate dogs, you hate animals. That's not true at all. I really like them. I have special relationships with a few animals here and there in my life that don't belong to me. I like them just fine. But there is a reason why I don't personally have an animal to take care of. Um, And I'm a little bit of like the odd one out in my family in that regard. So I says, no problem. The pups can stay at my house while the humans go to the Airbnb. So they arrive on Christmas Eve at about like 12, like midnight, a little after midnight. So they get in, the animals come in, we're getting everyone set up unloading the car, right? I, I've, I had to have gone grocery shopping to feed, you know, 12 people all, all day on Christmas, the day after Christmas. Anyone that is listening that does this kind of, I don't know what you, this household planning, this entertainment, and, and like, it is just, it is so much fucking work. And and I'm sure it's a skill that you get better with over time. And the more parties you've hosted or the more mouths you have to feed, you understand like, okay, we need this many cheeses for the three different cheese boards that we're going to have. And and I need to have like three frozen pizzas on hand. And like no one really wants the fucking hazelnut creamer, but definitely make sure you, like you learn as you go. And I have a, a good foundation down, but it is really hard to just judge of like how much are people going to eat? When are they going to be hungry? What does everyone like? What is like not so time intensive that you have to fucking stay in the kitchen all day long, but actually it doesn't matter because no matter what you do, you're in the kitchen fucking all day long because then you have to clean up and get ready for the next round of food to come up and then clean that up because there's just not enough. Again, I just don't have the space where you can just like let messes accumulate. You have to like clean as you go. So it's just a constant cleaning. Add on top of it, the animals. One is a beautiful all white German shepherd, but he's very large and he has a lot of energy. The other one, I'm not exactly sure, but it's smaller. It doesn't do much. It's whatever, like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. None of it would be that big of a deal except for the fact that they shit and piss 
all over my house. Now, I understand this is not an animal's fault. They are in a completely new environment. They have never been to my house before. Their owners have left them to go sleep somewhere else. They've also just traveled in a car. Like, that's a lot, it's a shock to their system for sure. If something like that happened to me, I'm not going to say I wouldn't shit and piss everywhere as well. So I'm not blaming the dogs. And I'm not blaming anyone. I mean, there's no blame to be had. It's just like, imagine this very well-maintained, clean space that I usually have utter control over because it's mine and I'm very tidy. And then you add in a bunch of humans and a bunch of animals and I'm, I get a little... I'm a little on edge. Then not to mention I'm trying to manage just does everyone have what they need? Is everyone comfortable? Like how's everyone doing? Like constant temperature checks of the room. And, you know, we had some visiting guests that were new to our circle coming in. I'm not going to like get into detail. I'm not ready for it. But it was just like, there's just a lot. It's just a lot. And then my beautiful, wonderful mother walks into my home on Christmas morning at about noon. We had finished opening the presents. We had not yet started brunch. Our our new friend guests were just arriving and my mother walks into my home with this dog that looked like it was white at one time but it is just completely covered in shit and piss and mud. It's it's like seven pounds. It looks like it has been completely, completely neglected for weeks. Its hair is like matted and tangled. It's wet because it had like rained outside, you know, and it was just like shivering. It was, it was a very, very pitiful sight. And I, felt very deeply for this dog. But of course, of course, this would happen to my mom, of course. And and really what it was, she was taking her dog out in the neighborhood in Prospect Hill. And this little dog just ran up to them and, you know, my mom took it in. And it had a collar on, it had two numbers on it. Um, We called both numbers. They were out of service, like they did not work. We like checked with... Shelter thing we we did all of this due diligence to try to find this pup's owner, but we never did. So our Christmas morning was spent. We've got two dogs, house full of people. We got people in the bathroom cleaning up this dog and cutting the dingleberries off of the dog's ass, like cutting the knots out of the dog, just like trying to get it like cleaned up, and it was like shaking and we put water out for him and he just like lapped it up so much. Like who knows when the last time he had a little drink was. It was very sad. We um, coined the term trash dog for him. We don't know if that's going to stick, TD. I don't think so. We also liked the name Albert because he looked like Albert Einstein because his hair was like white and crazy and weird. But, you know, he shit the fuck all over my house too because he probably hasn't eaten like real food in however long. And this was like not like little turds you can just pick up and throw away and like whatever, you move on with your life. No, this was like doggy diarrhea all the way down my hardwood floors. (sighs) So that was fun. Um, you know, I did add for a nice little story. My mom kept the dog 
It is my mom's dog now. They took it to the vet. They got it chipped. They got it fixed. Um, They got him groomed. He's looking like just like a regular old pup. He did have such a nice, sweet disposition. Like once he was cleaned up and once he was fed and watered, he was like so energetic and so well-behaved. He was honestly well-behaved than the other two dogs. Um, so yeah, that's like just a fun little Christmas angel story sent from above. My mom says, so I don't even know if they found a name yet. I'll keep you guys posted on trash dog. I like trash dog, but I don't think that's going to stick. So needless to say, it was like Christmas itself. That was from like Christmas, the day before Christmas Eve, I went to the festival of lights and then like through the day after Christmas, because even the day after Christmas, we you know, showed my mom around. We did a little bangles tailgate. We went to brunch, the whole thing. So that whole cluster, again, there's no, no time for myself. And I think this is probably pretty strategic on my part too, because I know so uh, this shit just comes up and you don't even know it's happening. Like I've, I just keep so busy. I stay so like in production mode, like what's the next, next tax? Okay. This is cleaned up. What do I have to do now? Okay. Put this laundry in this laundry will come. Like, it's just like all like an operation happening in my brain. That is a wonderful distraction from like any kind of feel like I could not even have told you like a kind of feeling that I was feeling. I mean, I was like happy to be with my family and I was laughing and we were playing games and like, whatever, like all of that is fine. It's not like I'm not totally pre like I've just like checked out and I'm not present at all but I do recognize it's a pretty good uh defense mechanism on my part just to like not have to like really feel stuff because the holidays are tough and they're hard and lots are going on so then immediately after getting because you know damn well as soon as the house was for so so my mom and her gentleman friend left my sister and her boyfriend left like later in the day. And then it was like, we are going to clean this house from top to bottom before anything else happens. So did that lots of work. Uh, my brother and his girlfriend were staying on because we were going to do our new year's Eve trip together. So, you know, then we had like dinner with them and then we left Monday, the 27th to drive to Michigan. So I had like just like 26th night. Remember they left on the 26th afternoon. I had just the 26th night to then pack and get everything ready to drive to a trip in Michigan where we're staying in a house. And so I need to like, again, (laughs) pack fucking food. I need to think of grocery lists. I need to think of like the million fucking pairs of leggings and sweaters and socks I'm going to need to bring while it's 15 degrees out. So all of that happened went to Michigan um, for New Year's Eve. It was really, really lovely. It was like a, a beautiful house on Mullet Lake in Indian River, if anyone's familiar. I actually had like a bunch of people, when I was posting shit on my story, like a bunch of people knew where it was. I had never heard of it before. It's basically at like the very, very tippy top of the mitten of Michigan, like the very top of the mitten. So pretty north. Um, it was great. We... Um, we just kind of just like really relaxed. We I learned to ski. I'll talk about that in a second. We like went on four wheelers. It's houses around the lake, so it's so pretty. I 
I mean, I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast. If I didn't mention it on the podcast, I definitely mentioned it on my Instagram stories. I started drinking on December 23rd, and I did not stop until January 2nd. I, I mean that very, very honestly and genuinely when I say I didn't stop. Um, and so now... <laughs> As part, let's tie this quickly into like a New Year's resolution. I am not drinking from what is today is the fourth. The, okay, so January second was Sunday. Yeah, January second through January twenty second. So let's just say about three weeks. I am not having one sip of alcohol. I am at a point right now where I can't even watch people on Instagram posting videos of themselves or others drinking. I can't even look at it. I am so, so ready for an alcohol detox. I'm, I, I, I feel like, oh, my sleep is shit. I'm fucking tired. Even though I slept a lot, it just like, you know, it's just not good quality. And then I also just feel like I got to a point where I was, I was, I was, you know, resting. That's great. I was relaxing you know, we, we had activities to do, but there was just like a lot of like hanging out at the house. Um, and I can do that for a little bit. And then I think it honestly drives me fucking insane. And I feel like I get into this mode where I, I just like, the more I rest, the like more tired I become. This doesn't, this doesn't, I know it doesn't logically make sense, but it just feels like, everything just like slows down into in my body like at like a very like hum like a very like low operating rate and then it just stays there and i need to like kick myself into a different gear like through a workout or through something physical to like get me back to like a higher energy level i don't know if this is making any sense but i really noticed it because I, you know, I didn't do any workouts skiing, which again, I'm just, I'm just like teasing you with the skiing because it's going to come and I'll tell you everything. But, you know, skiing was, was definitely a physical activity and I was, um, sore after, but not for the reasons you may think, but I, I really, I just didn't have like, and then, you know, went on walks, whatever, but I just didn't have like a hard workout. When I went, I did my first workout uh, yesterday on Monday and I had not worked out since Christmas Eve. So, you know, 10 days or so, I don't know, a little over a week. And I just knew I like walked into performance house and I was like, Johnny, I am so ready to like, I have to move my body or else I'm just I, like, I'm going to turn into a couch. Like, I'm just going to like turn into a couch potato. I'm going to turn into a bed. Like I just, I need movement to like kickstart and like get me going again. And the, I like walked out of there then and I was a literal reborn human. And this is, this is like the first year I think I've really, because this happens to me every fucking year, Christmas into new years. I'm usually traveling. If I'm not traveling, it's like exactly how any, I, I feel. Most normal people experience the holidays. Tons of drinking, tons of food, tons of sugar, and you fucking give it to yourself because that's what we do. And this was really the first year that I came out and, and it wasn't about 
how I looked or my body. It like that that is like not what I was concerned with. I think because after all of these years of this happening where you have, you know, an indulgent couple of weeks and then you're like, fuck, I, you know, my pants are tighter the scale is higher, whatever it is. Oh my God, my body is is X, Y, and Z. And I've just like gone through that fucking phase so many times of my in my life at this point where I'm finally like, it doesn't, it just, it doesn't matter, not because I don't care what I look like, but because I know it's not permanent. And I know that I'm going to go back to my routine and I'm going to go back to the habits that I've established and the foundation I've put down for the last, you know, whatever, 12 years. And I'm going to feel good again. And I'm going to look the way that I want to look again because I know what choices to make to like get to that place. And so it, it wasn't about like, oh my God, I've like, you know, fucked up a physical body. It was so much about how I felt, like so much about how I felt. Like I, I going back to like, you know, the holiday stuff and I had finally time yesterday to like be by myself and think through it. And it just kept coming up. One, it was just like, oh my God, I'm so happy this is over. And what that told me was like, not that I'm happy that I, I the activities and and the enjoyment and the excitement of it all is over, but the feeling that I that I must have been carrying with me, like the anxiety that I must have been carrying with me these two last two weeks of the year, like prepping for all the holidays, getting through the holidays, doing the New Year's, traveling, like all these things I was managing, like I was just this fucking ball of anxiety and couldn't even recognize it until after the fact when I just felt relief. I just felt this sense of relief, like, oh my God, it's like almost like it was like a difficult task that I like had to do and had to get through, but it was enjoyable. They can be both, right? It can be both enjoyable and wonderful and rewarding and also difficult to manage and anxiety inducing. And I'm happy that it's over. So uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that long tangent of whatever it was I talked about, except for the fact that I didn't work out for 10 days. And when I finally did, it was like I was reborn and I felt so good. I'm sore today. I worked out with Johnny yesterday. I ran this morning and my body is feeling it. But I know that too. Like, yeah, this week might be a little painful, might be a little stiff, might be a little cranky, cranky in my muscles. And then by next Monday, It'll be like nothing even happened. That's why I said to John, you know, it's working out. I'm like, I, you know, this time next week, it'll be like the last two weeks of the year didn't even happen. Like you just get, you just get back into it. So there's no use fucking harping on yourself, feeling guilty. I have no guilt. I, I want, I, that is true statement. I have no guilt about anything. And that is a really big improvement. So this is another win for 2021 on top of me skiing. I want to circle back to really quick though and talk about why I'm not, why I'm, (laughs) why I'm drinking, why I'm not drinking from January 2nd to January 22nd. That is like not a um, regular amount of time. So we're going to Chicago, January 22nd. Um, There's this fitness competition at Navy Pier. It's called High Rocks. Look it up. I'll talk about it in like tons more detail, um, especially like after the competition's over. 
but it's pretty, it's a pretty intense like fitness race. And, um, I'm competing individually. Some of the other girlies are doing like relay teams. And then, uh, Johnny and Danny Souter are also competing individually. So there's just like a big group of us going up. It's going to be so much fun. We're all staying at the same hotel. I am literally doing this for the feeling of when I'm done after and we get to go out and drink in Chicago. Like that is why I'm doing this because it will feel so good. These three weeks, I am really fucking narrowly focused on preparing for this fitness competition. Obviously, I've been working really hard for the last several months. This is not like, okay, I've got three weeks to train, but I'm using this three-week time before it to just really dial in. No alcohol, so my sleep and my recovery is going to be on point. I'm running three miles uh, four times a week. I'm working out with Johnny three times a week, and then we have like a group workout that's kind of tailored to the fitness competition every Sunday that I'll be doing. So this is a lot of physical activity. It's for a short period of time though. You know, once we get done with this competition, you know, I'll reevaluate and see where I am. But like, this is like, I got to put in, I got to work really hard. So I'm, I'm, I feel good walking into this no matter what, it's going to fucking suck. And the whole time I'm going to be like, why the fuck are you doing this? You're so stupid, but I need to feel as good as I can mentally And then after, we will all go out together and get drunk. We'll be so sore and it'll be such a good feeling. So that's what's happening there. So I'm going to be real, really, really focused. I'm excited just to like kind of throw myself into this one thing. And it's for three weeks is not a long, is not a long period of time. So it'll be good to just like kind of like be a little obsessed with, with something and like put my energy towards there and like where I'm not planning a fucking grocery list or like making a charcuterie board. So we've arrived to the time where I'll tell you all about how I'm a natural born skier. No, I'm not. But I will say that my coaches, I had two coaches, my coaches were very, very impressed with my progress. I knew that I was going to be doing this right? I knew that I was going to Michigan and that everyone was going to be skiing and that now was my time to learn. And you may ask, okay, what made you change your mind? Because (laughs) you were very, very adamant about the fact that you would never ski. And one of the sticking points for me was when I found out that the gondola takes you up, but it doesn't take you back down. And that's terrifying to me. So there's a lot of different factors that came into play. One, I was like, okay, we're going to Michigan. Um, it's not, it's not a veil, right? I'm not going to be like skiing down a huge, huge, huge mountain. So I don't think I'm going to be like that scared to get up to the top and look down and be like, okay, you, you have to go down. And like, what if the ski patrol has to get you? Like, this is not anything like that. I've never been to perfect North, so I can't speak on like a comparison. I went to Boyne mountain resort. I don't know the difference between like a perfect North and Michigan skiing, but you know, there was like some pretty good Hills. Like you did have to take a lift to get up there. That was one. I was like, okay, I can, this is like a good opportunity to learn. It's like a good place to learn. I've heard really bad reviews about learning to ski at perfect North because it's really, really icy. I don't know. I will now be looking for places to ski since I'm a skier. So that was the one point. But then the second point too, is that it felt appropriate at this point in my life to, try something that I said 
I was not going to do. I've been in the process since going through the divorce of like, okay, you thought (laughs) your life was one way and all of these things were true. And it turns out that there are alternate paths. So perhaps skiing is like this and you should try it. And I did. So I had two wonderful coaches and... I ordered a ski suit specifically for this occasion. And I said to myself, well, if I'm going to learn how to do this, I have to obviously look the part. And if I'm flopping down the hill or falling, maybe people will be a little kinder to me if I'm in a cute ski outfit. Yes, it did cross my mind that people may look at me not being able to ski in a cute ski outfit and think, what a fucking idiot. She can't even ski and she has a ski outfit. That did cross my mind, but I did not let it sit in my mind for long. So it's a very cute ski outfit. If you'd like to know details about the ski outfit, you can DM me and I'll let you know my secret um, uh, secret spot for these cute little ski outfits that was really warm and honestly great. I don't know why anyone just wouldn't wear one single like zip up. It's so easy. I want that for like I want that for my everyday life of walking outside. Like I just want a warm suit to put on and zip up and you go. I was terrified of doing this, okay? I was really scared. I got like relatively drunk before, but like, you know, I have, but I didn't even feel drunk because I was so scared. Like the terror was taking over. So I get the skis on and I'm not taking any lessons. I didn't even watch any videos. I really wanted to watch YouTube videos of it and I just didn't do it. And I didn't even look at like the really good skiers on the big hills. I should have done that. I just threw myself into it. So I put the skis on and it was just like, it wasn't even like, we weren't even like on the bunny hill yet. There was just like a little dip down. So I started there. Okay, got myself together. And then I had to walk up that little hill. And that was so hard. I, like it, that, was the, that was the hardest part of the entire thing was trying to like walk up the hill. It all felt like, and I told myself, I was like, listen, you know how you are with learning new skills. It's going to be really rough the first couple minutes. It's going to be rough, but you can't get discouraged because you know you're going to get better. Whenever I do a new movement with Johnny, this taught me this. The first set, I'm like rubbish at it. Like I'm really not that great. I come back for the second set. Perfect. Got it. So I know that, you know, I just need like a little bit of time to like get acclimated. So I was not discouraged by not being able to walk in the skis. But the walking in the skis was difficult. So we decided, okay, we're going up the bunny hill. So, you know, you just like stand on the little carpet with all the other five-year-olds and the six-year-olds and all the other children that are learning. So you already just feel like a gigantic idiot. I'm lucky enough that I was a very avid ice skater when I was younger. My grandma always took me ice skating and... It really felt like that same kind of motion, like the stopping, like the, I don't know, the stopping just like felt, felt more natural than I thought it was going to feel, but I'm still terrified. Okay. Because you get going down the hill and you can be going very, very fast, or at least in my mind, I thought I was going very fast. I later looked back on videos because I had a coach that so... Uh, graciously videoed the entire experience, which was fucking hysterical. And I'm so happy that I have this because whenever I'm feeling down, I just look, I've looked at these videos like 20 times already. They're so funny. The funniest thing being, I I was in that body when that was happening, right? 
And I did not think that I looked like that. I thought that I was like smooth, like grooving, like got it down. You know, I, I did the first, first time down the hill. I think I fell down the bottom, but it didn't hurt at all. It was no problem. No, not even close to tearing an ACL or a meniscus. I think I just kind of like sat, like sat down behind me because I, it just started, I tried to stop it and I couldn't. I thought that I was just like <laughs> seamlessly floating down. And I look back on the videos and every single video of me, anything that's happening, I have my elbows like glued to my sides and I'm like holding my poles, like my arms are bent in like a 90 degree angle. And I'm just so stiff. Like my upper body is just like completely locked in. Do you want to know the sorest part on my body from skiing was my biceps because I was clenching so, so hard. Cause that's how like terrified I wasn't even realize it. I have a video of like my, one of my coaches telling me to like loosen up and I like, like shake it out and then go right back immediately to like locked in. But it was just really good to see. Like I, I know now after watching the videos, like what I need to work on and you need to be like sharper with your turns. And I was like, kind of like trying to like slow it, but I really think I could feel confident just like really snapping it because that's what you do in ice skating. I did like three times on the bunny hill and then my coaches were like, all right, you're ready for the green. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I'm terrified of the lift. I've just heard so many horror stories. Like everyone I've talked to says the first time you get off the lift, everyone, like you fall and they have to stop the lift. Everyone's looking at you. I was terrified the entire time going up. I couldn't, I couldn't even take a cute lift selfie that everyone has when they ski because I just like couldn't move. I just had my elbows fucking locked to my sides, holding my poles. And I'm just going over and over again with my coach. It's like, okay, what do I do? Like you just stand up, like you place your skis down, you just stand up. Do you like let the lift push you a little bit? It didn't matter at all what they said. I completely blacked out. I completely blacked out getting off the lift. And when I came to I was unclipped out of one ski. I did not fall on my butt. Thankfully, I just kind of like fell forward. So I had one arm propping me up. One ski had flown away and I was kind of like stuck on a hill and I was like, oh God. But I was like, okay, but you didn't fall. Didn't fall. They didn't stop the lift. Okay. So then I went down the green hill after that like kind of traumatic thing, but I had really good coaches and they were so encouraging and they really made me feel like I was like just like I said, in my mind, I thought I was like <laughs> ready for Beijing 2022. Okay. I was like, dude, I wonder if anyone has been this fast of a ski, fast of a ski, a skier, like learned as fast as I have. Like, that's what I'm thinking in my mind. Right. And the videos though. Oh my God. If you really want to laugh, you just DM me and I will send you a couple of the videos that I did not post to Instagram because they're so funny. As I'm going down, you know, I'm just trying to make like why, you know, you go like wide down the hill, not like narrow down the hill. So I'm just trying to go like zig, like diagonal. And I'm, I'm, I, I had a moment towards the end of the run where I thought, okay, I see, like, I'm terrified right now. And all I can think about is getting down to the bottom without falling. But I can see 
why people enjoy this so much. And I got just like the little bittiest taste of like being comfortable enough in it to like enjoy it because when you're terrified, how can you really enjoy it? I'm just like focusing on the task. But I did get that glimpse and I really wish that there was like a weight. I just want to like practice, you know, but it's such a process. Like even, even at the mountain, like you either have to like go, you know, get in line to go up the magic carpet, go to the bunny hill. I, I'm the lift. I've got to like, I got to work on that. Like that is really scary to me. So, but it, you know, it's all just such a process to do it. I really wish I could just like go. If I, I knew in my mind, I was like, if I just had like a couple more hours by myself or like with my coach, this is a, this totally impractical, obviously. But I was like, if I just had a couple more hours, I really think I could get this. And I really think I could like it. And I do want to make it like a goal for 2022 to get better at skiing. Because I think I could be really good. I really do. So this is huge. I mean, like, as everyone, I hope, at home listening to this and clapping their hands for me. You've heard how many times I didn't want to do this and how scary it was. And I did it. So I just, like, need to know that you guys know how much of a a big deal it was. But yeah, so that was great. So yeah, I rang in the new year in snowy Michigan on a frozen lake, quaint, quiet little crowd. Um, It was good. It was, it was good. I, I, again, I, like I said, I'm, I'm still processing. Like yesterday was my first full day of alone time. Today's my second. I'm still working out shit that, that, I don't know that I just need to need to get, you know, work through. Like it, it feels like the end of the year happens so fast and everyone like has all these like big goals and plans and I'm just like not ready for it yet, but I'll get there. I just need some time. I just need some time. And I didn't really put, put myself up, set myself up for success kind of thinking about this beforehand. It is so nice though to come home after you've been traveling and you get to like fall in love with, the space all over again. And I think also because I had so many people in it that it like, you know, it's like when it's like back to normal and you're just like back to your normal fucking quiet, boring, peaceful routine. It also made me think about, we all know by now the importance of rest, right? You need to rest, you need to recover, you need to take care of yourself so you can be better and all that and stuff. And it's very hard for some of us, blah, 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 blah. We know this song and dance. I came to the conclusion that rest, if nothing else, makes me want to work harder because I'm afraid that like I'm slacking. <laughs> so either way you look at it, it's beneficial. Either way. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But, I, but I, I did have some of that. I did have some of that where I was like, okay, even though I have been doing so much... I did start to have this feeling of like, I've got to like get back to like doing stuff, you know, doing stuff work, which maybe just plays into like this, this strong sense of purpose that we have with work, which is fine. That's what happens. That's why we work. No, we work for money. I'm not even going to talk about how everyone has, (laughs) everyone has fucking COVID. I'm not even going to talk about it. No one wants to hear about it. If you had COVID over the holidays, I want to send you my love and comfort because... If I had to deal with COVID on top of all the other shit I was dealing with, which we all have to deal with during the holidays, that would be so difficult. But literally everyone fucking had it. So you're not alone. I do not know 
how I escaped unscathed. I've been hearing some rumors in the rumor mill. I have no idea of the validity of this. So if someone does know, I would love to hear it. But I've been hearing from a couple different people about, oh, blood types just being these magical COVID resistant unicorns. So I have O negative. I'm the universal donor. I can give blood to anyone. And I have not had, I have not had COVID. I, t- I don't know. I don't know how it's happening. We've had, I've had lots of people around me. I've had, I got like a million of those texts, right? Everyone's just want to let you know that we were together two days ago and I tested positive. And you're like, I don't fucking care. Don't, I don't even want to know. Don't even fucking tell me. But yeah, my sister's roommate had it and then someone else, like just everything, everyone, everyone. We don't have to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. It's life. It's here. It's not going anywhere. If you're entering 2022 at this point, I hate to break it to you, kid. I hate to break it to you, girly. It's not going to fucking end. We have to just, this is it. Okay. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about COVID. We all have it except for me. Get on with our lives and I hope you feel better soon. I'm excited for the year ahead. I really am. I'm reluctantly, reluctantly excited. I am excited, but I do feel little pieces of me being like, okay, but just like wait and see what happens because obviously last year was a big, big life changing year for me. So I think that if I'm going in a little hesitant, um, that's okay. And we'll just see what happens. And I'm, I'm really trying, you know, as far as like resolutions go, yeah, I'm, I'm prepping for that fitness competition and all that, but I really, really, really want to try to not operate out of a place of fear and really just like recognize when, when I am operating from a place of fear. And so I can kind of course correct or at least acknowledge this year has brought on like a lot a lot of anxiety for me with so many changes. It's kind of like just how I naturally respond is in an anxious way. So like a lot of changes, then just new Christmas traditions, new relationships, all of that, which is like wonderful and great. And I'm being intentionally vague because that's just where we are right now. I'm not ready to disclose too much, but it's just, there's just a lot of room for anxiety to creep in. And I really want to try to get a handle on that and not operate from fear and operate from a place of like abundance and love and open energy and all that jazz. I wish the same for you. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to this podcast. I've got a lots of good people lined up. Um, someone I'm really excited about for next week. It's going to be like such a great start to the new year. If you have anyone that you are dying to hear from in the community, um, local or non-local, please hit me up. Looking to start booking guests for 2022. Uh, let's get really weird. Let's do some crazy stuff. Trap with some good peeps. Yeah, just thank you. Like we survived the holidays. We got through. And if it was like a wonderful, magical, blissful time for you, fuck yeah, that's amazing. Don't you dare like try to like tone that down or talk yourself out of it. If it was not so amazing, just know you are not alone. Conflicting feelings, positive feelings, neutral feelings, negative feelings, whatever it was, we did it. And now we just have like bleak, gray, frozen January and February to get through. 
And then it's March and it's my birthday. So like everyone's excited and that month's going to be fine. And then it's April and like we're definitely the turning point. Then it's May and it's summer. So like we got this, fam. We got this. Love you so much. Until next time. Bye-bye.